Welcome to episode six of the G2 on 5G. I'm Will Townsend, Senior Analyst with More Insights and Strategy that covers networking infrastructure and carrier services. And with me is Angel Sag that covers uh, mixed reality as well as a whole host of other topics. This week is very somber uh, for obvious reasons, so we're gonna change the focus of our podcast. We're gonna talk about use cases related to 5G that can facilitate greater good and public safety and social inclusion. The two topics that I'm gonna talk about uh, are gonna center around public safety and uh, crowdsourced journalism. And then Anshul will address uh, streaming services as well as mixed reality applications. So let me start with public safety. Um, I, I spent a lot of time with AT&T and Verizon in particular, and I've seen proof of concepts around smart cameras that can be deployed for public safety. Remember, one of the killer aspects of 5G is extreme low latency, very, very high throughput. It also supports very, very low power. So as 5G networks deploy, municipalities can take advantage of uh, deploying wireless cameras um, that, again, don't require you know, a hard connection and um, can benefit from the extreme low latency and, and fast throughput. And what that equates to is near real-time, high-definition video. And this can serve uh, public safety. Um, you know, we're seeing, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, looting that is going on, you know, this week. And, you know, these cameras could be placed very flexibly and allow law enforcement to better monitor the situation and deploy the appropriate resources. So um, very, very impactful use case. Uh, the second is around something that's called crowdsourced journalism. And the thought is that, you know, as individuals carrying 5G-enabled smartphone devices, tablets, whatnot, as news is breaking, um, you can use these devices and theoretically stream live, again, uh, very high-definition video. And um, there may be news outlets uh, that, uh, that would receive that information, and then that could be broadcast, you know, very quickly. Today, you know, when, when news breaks, these... Uh, these TV stations, they have to roll trucks with cameras and put reporters in the field and that sort of thing. And there's obviously a lag to that. So um, I believe that that's going to be a very compelling use case. And as we get to more ubiquitous uh, 5G deployment and device saturation, I think you're going to start seeing that, that, that model of, um, of, of journalism evolve. You know, I know, Angela, you know, you're going to talk about um, streaming, which is a nice segue to that. Um, what are your thoughts around kind of the future of, uh, of video streaming in the 5G world? So I guess I'll just start my two topics. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on the live streaming aspect of things. Um, technically speaking, a lot of people don't realize it, but current 5G networks operate using 5G for download and 4G for upload. So right now, even if you have a 5G phone, for the most part, you don't even actually realize the benefits of 5G. Um, and one of the big benefits of 5G is actually being able to upload a lot faster sure. um, because there's more spectrum available. And like if you were to use millimeter wave in more densely populated areas, which is where a lot of protests are happening right now, mm -hmm. um, the reality is the millimeter wave signal would actually allow you to upload way faster. Because for example, Verizon just flipped on their um, 5G upload, which they currently didn't have until now. Um, and then increased upload speeds by 30%, which is wow. a huge jump, which means, um, you know, it allows people to not only 
take a video and upload it quickly, but also to be able to live stream at a much more consistent quality mm-hmm. because they're able to get a better bit rate because yeah. they have access to more spectrum, even if people are streaming at the same time. This is a very common issue that a lot of people are having right now when it comes to you know live streaming protests or even being at like a sporting event, which no one's at right now. But um, the reality is if you have these faster upload speeds, you're able to do a lot more. And if you have more spectrum to do it with, people are crowding it less. So as a result, um, you know, you can have people uploading to Instagram. You can have people live streaming on Facebook or live streaming on Instagram. Um, you can have people take videos and then upload them to YouTube. And it can be done in seconds as opposed to minutes or hours, especially if their network is really over, overloaded. And that's kind of a thing that I think a lot of people really don't understand is with 5G, um, the extra capacity that you have is so vast that you're able to serve way more customers at the same time, which yeah. means speeds at the heaviest of load are higher because you're serving more people quick, more quickly. So even all things equal, 5G is going to handle, you know, it's going to handle people way better um, than 4G did. Um, just because most of the 5G spectrum is in higher bands with more spectrum available. And um, I think it was Sasha Segan from PC Mag actually said that he was getting 50% higher upload speeds on wow. Verizon as opposed yeah. to 30%, which is still an unbelievable amount. And I just think that what's going to end up happening, you know, I kind of saw this, um, you know, in Southern California where I live, um, you know, I've been paying attention to what's been going on. Um, I even attended one of the protests yesterday and it's just really interesting because what you see on the news is not really reflective of what you see happening in social media. So you have like a disconnect between what's happening, what's really happening in real time and what's what the news decides to cover. And, right. and that's, that's just a, you know, a natural um, disconnect between what's, you know, what traditional media can handle in terms of the resources they have available to them right. and what yeah. technology they have available to them. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of leans back to your whole idea of crowdsourced journalism mm-hmm. because um, I don't think you can, you know, crowdsourced journalism has been tried many times um, and crowdsourced journalism has been tried, not even journalism, just crowdsourced content creation, you know, like concerts. There was a yeah. platform where it was like, you know, a hundred people attend a concert and everyone has the app they can all create their own videos and it will automatically generate like from all angles, uh, you know, a different experience. And I think that can be something similar for, for, for public uh, news and events where you can have maybe 10 people who are already on the scene videotaping it live or recording their own, their own angle of the event. Um, And with 5g location services, you can have a very accurate pinpoint of who was there and who wasn't there, which I think is also something to consider because in this era of fake news, um, you know, being able to, to, to dispel who really is and isn't there is a big deal. Um, And fake news goes both ways. So it's like, it's really, it's an issue. And I think 5G can potentially, you know, help us there. Um, There are apps like TruePic out there that, you know, validate. If you use, take a photo, you know, use blockchain to basically verify that you are actually where you say you are. And you took the picture you said you took. Um, But I think fundamentally with 5G, location is an important aspect and uploads are a huge thing because you know 4g is a a lot better than 3g i think everybody agrees about that but the Mm -hmm. uploads don't really feel much better they're better but they're not like life-changing and i think 5g's upload may actually be one of those things 
where it really changes the way we use our, our devices. Um, and I think that um, if you think about uh, like the fact that most operators can focus on download speeds when it comes to consumers and they focus on, you know, really just upping the download, you know, for example, if you have home broadband service, right, you usually, you can get a gig over copper now, but your mm -hmm. upload is still maybe max a hundred. Yeah. Meanwhile, me on fiber, I'm getting a gig both directions. Yeah. So I think that there's, um, you know, I would love for us to see a gig-like experience on 5G. And it's, I think it's possible. We'll get there. Obviously, there isn't enough spectrum on the low end to make that possible um, or on the upload end, but there's m way more than there was before. You know, um, with 5G, especially millimeter wave, there's more spectrum on the upload than there was on the download for 4G. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think that's a huge component of it. And yeah. um and I think yeah. not to interrupt you, but, um, you know, don't forget, you know, the five, you know, sub mill, you know, five millisecond latency, sub, you know, uh, level, um, as well as, you know, 5G inherently by its architectural design can support more devices and it's lower power, right? Everyone talks about IoT and that sort of thing. So I think just innately the technology platform that's, that, that 5G delivers, it, I believe is going to make this whole notion of crowdsourced journalism a reality, right? Um, but also, I think, you know, mixed reality uh, is really compelling. And I've seen some demos, you know, from Qualcomm and, and others. And, you know, with, with respect to first responders, firefighters, police officers, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. You're our expert, resident expert at the firm on that. Would love to hear your, your take on where you see that headed. So I think I've seen, I've seen some public safety applications. Almost all of them have been around search and rescue, or, you know, firefighting. I think it was called the GoldenEye, Verizon had it. Yeah. Um, and it was for helping find people in fires. Um, but I think that when it comes to mixed reality, um, I think that there's something about, actually, you know, and this, there have been experiences that have already been made that kind of help people understand emotionally. And basically mixed reality, especially VR specifically, you can create a documentary or a, an experience that lets you live the life of somebody else in their shoes from their mm -hmm. perspective. Mm -hmm. And um, there have been a couple of, you know, mixed reality experiences out there that have let people, you know, experience a day in the life of somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think a lot of people really need um, to have that kind of exposure. And by having mixed reality, I think it really helps, um, people be able to disseminate this content yeah. and to experience it at the same time. Um, because there's nothing like, you can't really walk in somebody's shoes unless you walk in their shoes. And I think mixed reality is the best way of doing that. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that's gonna be a, a, a thing that will continue to move forward uh, in the future. And you know, 5G enables mixed reality by just allowing for faster download speeds um, and more consistent streams because reality is, you know, right now content isn't really a download kind of experience. Almost everything is streamed and um, streams need stability. They need latency and they need, you know, just pure raw speed to maintain a high quality connection. And, you know, if an experience isn't being streamed to you at the right bit rate in a stable manner, it's, it's immersion breaking. And if you break immersion, you know, it, ruin, it kind of ruins the point 
of doing it to begin with. So um, I, I think it's something to consider. Um, I, there are, the AR applications are mostly enterprise right now, um, but I could totally see someone creating like a protest app where you can open a map and see where, where the protests are happening around you. Mm -hmm. um, and that can organize, you know, locations and times. And at the same time, you know, also allow public safety to be aware, of, you know, who needs to be protected and, you know, what kind of a presence needs to be there to make sure that everything stays safe and peaceful, just like the yeah. one I went to yesterday. Yeah, no, th those are great examples. And I mean, you did a great job of highlighting, you know, kind of both sides of the coin, you know, given the, the, the need for supporting peaceful protests, you know, 5G yeah. really will be impactful from both the citizen perspective as well as from the law enforcement perspective. So Yeah, and if you, if you look at like what's happening with 5G right now, um, the expectation is that both, you know, the police and fire as well as regular consumers are going to be sharing a lot of the same 5G networks. Right. I think a perfect example of that is T-Mobile, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're going to offer free, um, free service to first responders. Right. Um, we talked about that a few weeks ago. 10 yeah. years, yeah. We mentioned that yeah. earlier episodes. But, you know, the next 10 years will basically be free for any first responders and they're going to be using 5G. So mm -hmm. I, I think the use cases for 5G go both ways. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think it's, it's very promising. Yeah. Well, another great conversation with you this week, my friend, as I sit here in Florida, uh, in uh, the, the Florida Keys. Um, why don't you take us home? Sure. Uh, we hope our viewers uh, listen, at, you know, and listeners found this week's topics interesting. Um, if anyone out there has any topics they'd like us to cover, um, please feel free to reach out to us on social media or send us an email. Um, we're on Twitter. Uh, twi on Twitter, Will is at WillTownTech and I'm at Anshel Sog. Um, we hope that you have a great weekend and please tune, again, tune in again next time.